your source for everything paranormal, Para-X. The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual host and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Para-X, its affiliates, or its sponsors. The Gathering. The supernatural world can be a dark, intimidating, and scary place. We gather to shine light on the mysterious and misunderstood aspects of the paranormal world. We bring to the table years of experience as mediums, healing channels, and paranormal investigators. We share true stories from our experiences to dispel fear where we can and help you discover the amazing layers that make up the paranormal world. You are invited to gather around the metaphysical table with us and discuss the worlds of the unseen on The Gathering Radio Show. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to The Gathering Radio Show on the Para-X Radio Network. This is Heidi. And this is Stephanie, and this is a Telescope Tuesday, Heidi. It is, because we're going to be looking through the telescope tonight to see out the great beyond, see what's out there. Yes, yes. It's going to be fun. So if any of you have any, you know, UFO stories or alien stories or um, extraterrestrial items, do share. Please do. (laughs) We'd love to hear your stories and uh, and read them on air. So put them into the chat room, uh, yeah. type them out, and uh, we'll we'll read them on air. Absolutely, absolutely. Because today is uh, what is today, Heidi? Today is the extraterrestrial culture day that was started in two thousand and three. Mm-hmm. February eighth is extraterrestrial culture day, started in two thousand and three. And that was started in New Mexico. Shocking. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so and, and I, I ran into that and I was like, well, yeah. I know. I know. And, cool. it, and it says uh, something about this day exists to celebrate and honor all past, present, and future extraterrestrial visitors in ways to enhance relationships among all citizens of the cosmos, known and unknown. And it was a bill actually introduced in the U.S. House, right? And it was um, it was done. So interesting. It passed the House uh, House Memorial Forty Four along with establishment of this holiday. So interesting. And I never knew about it until you found it. And we're talking about it on the radio tonight. So cool beans. Yeah, I figured we have to. We have to because it's it's today. So yeah. we're right on the day, and there's just there's a lot going on, and a lot more that our government is opening up about. And mm-hmm. I think it's good that they're doing that. I think that they've barely scratched the surface of what they actually know. Oh yeah, or yeah. are involved in. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, but, I, you know whatever they're doing. I mean that they are releasing, you know, more and more information. I think that's good. Mm-hmm. I and too. I can see why they wouldn't, right? You know, because it could send people into a tailspin. Well, you know, it could, it could. I mean, um, it, for most people, probably would. I would imagine you're not ready to wrap your mind around something like this. Then you better just, you know, keep it to yourself until you feel people are more ready. They're more ready. Yeah. Is that right. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, no, I think so. But, you know, everybody knew, like in the 60s, it was all about Project Blue Book, right? I think it probably started in the 50s and then went through to the 60s. And I mean, everybody knew something was going on and they just covered everything up and took everything and it was hush, hush, hush. So I think it's amazing that they've let out, like you said, let out anything. But I'm sure it's just a little tiny dust of what they really know, right? Yeah. I think so. I don't think that we have nearly, I mean, like I said, scratch the surface of what's going on 
Mm-hmm. But, no. you know, it's interesting to look at and think about. And I don't know. I just think that it would be fun to do a show around this. So here we are. Yeah. yeah. Talking about possibilities. Possibilities of those extraterrestrial. You know, and some people, what I think is amazing is some people actually just think it's a foregone conclusion that extraterrestrials are among us. I'm not sure. I'm one of, I mean, you know, I laugh and I say, well, I have that negative RH factor. And so that means I'm a star person, right? <laughs> but I'm not so sure it's really real. You know what I mean? But there are a lot of people out there who truly believe they're among us. They're walking among us. I know. Mm-hmm. I think you kind of believe that yourself, Heidi. Yeah, I do. And Kat in the chat room said, I doubt there'd be a mass panic. I think most people believe we've had ET visitors. Yeah. But there's a difference between ET visitors and... Yeah. ETs they're coming and hanging out with us and right. hanging out with our government, doing whatever. I mean, that's that's different. Mm-hmm. I think. I, think so I mean, too. maybe, you know, I guess it depends on what you mean by ET visitors. Are they with us, hanging out, you know, working with our government or just mm-hmm. have been seen? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And Ceiling Cat is saying, you know, and some believe the reptilians are eating people. Yeah, I did. You know, when I was doing a little looking around uh, Google today for this subject, there's lots of stories about these reptilians underground. And it talks about this base, underground base in Phoenix. I kind of started telling you about this before the show. But, you know, we've all heard about the underground base at the Denver airport, for example. But now apparently there's an underground bunker And maybe everybody knows about it except me because I I just, I really don't follow the subject. But there's one in Phoenix and there's reptilians or reptilians down there, alien. And they, yeah, they do all kinds of crazy stuff down there. You know, I I had never heard that before. So that was pretty bizarre. I would imagine that there's quite a few underground labs and bunkers and all, you know, I would imagine that there's quite a few. I can't believe that there would be just one here or there. I mean, I just, yeah. Because it's like, (laughs) you know, I don't know. It's like anything. If you see one, you know, there's got to be more that you don't see. Just like, you know, with the sightings and different, you know, there's so many things that are going unreported or Mm -hmm. not seen. Mm -hmm. There has to be more out there than what we actually know about. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure there is. Well, you know, like we say that about Bigfoot and stuff, too. I know the government knows all about this, right? And we've heard all the stories, but there's just, you know, a million times more stories about UFOs and stuff. So, yeah, who knows? Oh, wow. See, everybody's talking on the chat room now. Okay, I'm going to see... Let's see, what what is everybody saying here? Um, (laughs) Yeah, because there's, like, crazy stuff. You know, Kat is saying she doubts there would be mass panic. Yeah, we've already read that one. Um, she also says she thinks the biggest reason governments don't let out what we what they know is that the military has the same level of weaponry to defend anyone. Hmm. I don't know about that. And she this also whole, said, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, this la- the last one she said, uh, the government... She goes, this whole, the government has made deals for ETs to experiment on us and such so that the ETs share higher tech with us. That's all in quotes. It makes yeah. no sense. What make, uh, why make a deal when you te- your technology is superior? Who would stop you? Right. And I agree with that. I don't think they're here to test on us. I think that they're here for other reasons. I personally think they've been here way longer than we have. So... We're this well, the next phase of inhabitants here, and I yeah. think there's been aliens here a lot longer than we have. Well, you know, there. there are different things like the pyramids, for example. How could that have really been engineered and built by people of the ancient days, of, you know, the Egyptians? I mean, I just don't know how that can happen. And then there's all those carvings on the earth and, and you know, and is it Peru? Or somewhere in South America. And there's some even in California, you know. And and how does this happen? You can only see it from up high, right? Ancient man could, wouldn't have known that. And how would you do that? How would they? Do, how would you do that, you know? Well, I think, too, we can't assume that ancient people are 
not capable. I think there's probably a lot of things they could do that we just, right. we don't know how they did it, but they did it. But also, I was talking, I think I was talking with Cindy about this the other day, and I said, for how old our planet is, right? We have, we have been a speck mm-hmm. on this planet. Like, we haven't been around hardly at all compared mm-hmm. to how old this planet is, right? So why wouldn't there have been previous civilizations with advanced technology that just isn't here anymore because it's been destroyed or, you know, look at the stuff that we build that starts falling apart within 50 years, you know? So there could be, you know, many evolutions of beings here that, you know, had very intelligent, uh, you know, the beings that were here were very intelligent and they created some really amazing things and passed on the technology or, the whole time there were aliens or what we would consider aliens here the whole time helping some of these civilizations. Mm-hmm. Could be. You know. I mean, I guess we don't know, you know, and then there was the whole, the whole Roswell, which is what started this whole extraterrestrial alien day. But I think we should go back and kind of look at the little timeline because I found this little timeline, uh, on the internet today regarding this extraterrestrial culture day timeline. So it talks about how the first well-known UFO sighting occurs near Mount Rainier in Washington by a guy by the name of Kenneth Arnold. And that was in 1947. Okay. I had never heard that before. So I think that's, that's pretty interesting, right? That's a long time ago now. That's 60, 70, 85 years ago. And then, well, and it, I mean, there's more documented cases that are right. older than that, but I wonder if that's what they're saying is kind of kicked off this current it's The most well-known, maybe revolution. it got the most publicity and stuff. Yeah. And then um, in 1948, sightings of unidentified aerial phenomena increase and the U.S. Air Force begins an investigation and they called it Project Sign. Okay, I've never heard of Project Sign, but... Mm-hmm. Um, and then in 1950 to 1960, there was Area 51, and it says Area 51 in Nevada faces multiple UFO sightings. Well, yeah, we know about that one. Nobody really knows what's in Area 51 to this day, right? Except the government. Um, 1969, the U- most UFO sightings, and that was during the peak of the Cold War. But, you know, it seems like there's an awful lot of sightings today, you know, because we hear about them all the time, right? And, it, I mean, maybe it's the same thing like with with Bigfoot. You know, there's a lot more people looking. Mm -hmm. That's true. More people are looking. More Mm -hmm. people are believing so that more people are looking. You know, if and they're not as maybe scared. Maybe there was a lot of believers 100 years ago. And people had sightings, but they were too scared to say anything, mm-hmm. you know, for fear of what would happen to them or, you know, I can only imagine. So you keep your mouth shut or you think, you know, you'll be locked up or right. you know, you'll be right. whatever. So you just keep your mouth shut. But now there's so many people who believe and you're not going to be, you know, locked up or whatever for or whatever would happen, whatever you think would happen, you know, you're just, it's more acceptable to be a believer. Yeah. Even if people are like, yeah, sure, whatever, they don't believe you, you can still be a believer. Mm-hmm. And so maybe there's just more people that are looking now because it's mm-hmm. not as dangerous to look. That's more true. More people trying to make contact. Uh, Jerry posted in the chat room this link for, it's the, it's a, a newspaper. Um, and it talks about how former U.S. President Eisenhower met with aliens at least three times at a remote air base in New Mexico in 1954. Now, I'm guessing it was Roswell, right? It doesn't say that. But it said he met extraterrestrials at Holloman Air Force Base in New Mexico after FBI agents made contact through telepathic messages According to lecturer and author Timothy Good, they met up at three separate occasions, and there were many witnesses. So, that's 
pretty interesting. And then it says, ask why aliens don't go to somebody important like U.S. President, well, like President Obama. He said, well, I certainly can tell you that in 1954, President Eisenhower had three encounters. Hmm. And who's to say they're not? We just don't know right. about it. We don't. And how do we know? No. Maybe, maybe President Obama did meet up with some aliens. We don't know. Right. They're not going to tell, right? Well, not yet. Maybe they'll give it some time and Someday. say, oh, and then, you know, 50, 60 years from now, they'll say, yeah, President Obama at the time, mm-hmm. he, you know, like they're doing now with some of the other presidents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting to think about. It, I don't know. I find this stuff really fascinating. And it's interesting looking at all the, I mean, seriously, there's like a load of comments in the chat room. So this is getting everybody um, going. I know. Which is we cool know because what, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's so interesting. Um, one of the things I wanted to read, though, is because there's different types of contact and I always get them kind of mixed up. So mm-hmm. I wanted to read the different stages of okay. um, contact. You know, the, you hear about the close encounter, right? Yeah. So I wanted to just go through like the close encounters of the different, you know, first through the fifth. I think there's five um, just to so we are all on the, kind of the same page of what is considered, you know, what. So a close encounter of the first kind is considered a visual sighting of an unidentified, well, easy for me to say, unidentified <laughs> flying object. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be less than 500 feet away. And so that's a close encounter of the first kind. Close encounter of the second kind would be a UFO event in which a physical effect is um, a physical effect is alleged. This can be interference in the functioning of vehicle or electronic device, an animal reacting, a physiological effect such as paralysis or heat and discomfort in the witness, um, or other trace evidence like impressions in the ground, scorched earth, or affected vegetation or a chemical. Uh, a trace. So that's close encounters of the second kind. There's a lot there. Mm-hmm. So close encounters of the third kind, a UFO encounters um, where someone is present. So an entity is present. These include humanoids, robots, and humans who seem to be occupied or occupants or pilots of a UFO. So there's something present, some kind of entity with the UFO. And then there's the close encounters of the fourth kind. And this is where a human is abducted by a UFO or its occupants. Mm-hmm. So that's fourth kind. Then there's the close encounters of the fifth kind, and this is where you, there's direct communication between aliens and humans. There is direct communication. Mm. So there's, you know, it's not just mm-hmm. you see something, there is communication back and forth. That would be okay. close encounters of the fifth kind. Who knew? I think I've had, I've seen some in the mm-hmm. sky. But that's as far as I've gone. Yeah. Um, close encounter. So, what did you say? Close encounters of the third kind was because I'm just stuck on that movie. Remember that was out. Oh, I was little. Lovely. Close encounters of the third kind. Richard Dreyfus was in it. Remember that yeah. we did the whole hand sign and stuff. It was out at Devil's Tower. So that was probably whatever you said was close encounters of the third kind was probably what they, because they never talked to him, right? They were just there kind of sort of. This is, yeah, the close encounters of the third kind is that there is an entity present. So it's a humanoid, a robot, or some kind of occupant or pilot of UFO. So it's interesting because close encounters of the third kind, didn't Mm -hmm. they go with Yes, they did at the end. So wouldn't that be close encounters of the fourth kind? But they weren't abducted. This is saying a human is abducted. Yeah, no. By its occupants, that would be fourth kind. I guess if you're you're going willingly, maybe that's still part of the third then. Yep, yep. And then, you know, like like E.T. too, he wanted the little one to come with him, but he wouldn't go. You know what I mean? But he could have, you know. But, you know, when we interviewed Gene... um, Jean Walker on our show, she claims that she's been abducted many times, like lots of times, you know, and a lot of people have, Heidi. I have talked even to a lot of people in northern Minnesota, including this one wild guy that I, that, you know, he's had lots of Bigfoot sightings and UFO sightings, and he claims that he and part of his family have seen many UFOs and been taken up into these UFOs multiple times over their lives. And he kind of said the same thing that Gene Walker told us and that it runs in families, right? So they focus on families. 
so it was like Gene Walker's auntie had been up there and this guy, his cousins, and they had kind of the same story told in different ways with different people, of course, but they didn't know each other. And isn't that amazing? I mean, I don't know. Kind of makes you believe a little bit. But Well, I mean, it's interesting, but I was also reading an article about, not saying I don't believe in abductions, I mean, mm-hmm. anything anything can happen, mm-hmm. but I was right. reading an article recently about abductions. What if abductions are actually, um, oh gosh, now it just left my head. I had it right there. Uh, <laughs> astral travel. Mm. What if you're doing an astral travel and it's like a, you know, astral travel where you're, you're aware, right? So it's like mm-hmm. a lucid dream, except you're actually tr- doing an astral travel. What if that's what's happening? So it feels very real, like physically, even though physically you're not going, your essence is going, you're traveling, mm-hmm. right? So it feels real in the physical form, but really it isn't. Mm-hmm. You're doing an astral travel, which you could go anywhere when you're astral traveling, mm-hmm. right? And all right. sorts of things could happen, good, bad, and otherwise. So Absolutely. what if that's really what it is? And you could do that when you're awake, too. I mean, what if you did an astral travel when you're awake and that's where, you know, there's missing time, right? Mm-hmm. Missing time is huge when it comes to UFOs, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. UFO sightings and alien sightings. UFO, um, missing time is a big thing. Mm-hmm. It's very common. Mm-hmm. So what if someone is actually doing an astral travel and they just kind of, you know, disconnect. They do an astral travel, and then they have this missing time. And they, you know, I don't know. I just, I think about other possibilities. Because I don't know. I mean, I I loved listening to Jean mm-hmm. tell us her stories. But I was, I don't know. I didn't feel energetically that that was all. And I, I'm not trying to go against what she said. I'm just saying what I felt is that some of that wasn't the way she said. And not that she doesn't believe it, and I'm not saying what I'm saying is the way it is either. It's just what I felt, that some of it, I'm not saying all of it, but some of it didn't feel like it happened. Because sometimes she said she came back, and she had, like, bruises, and there were just different things on her body. You know, she talked Mm -hmm. about what they did to her, and she woke up, or however. It's been a long time since we talked to her, and I read the book, and I don't remember exactly what it was. But something about how she had physical things going on from these things, from these experiences. And she talked about they showed her a child that they said was hers. Like, they harvested her eggs and implanted them with aliens, and this was her baby. Okay, so... I know when she said that, I was like, oh, okay. However, this guy up north told me the same thing, that they showed him a child that they said was his child. And half, so half human, half alien, that whatever they did to him when he was up there, you know, they harvested something and, you know, they've got this baby now. I... You know, I don't know, but his, like I said, his story was very similar to hers, two very, very different people, very different parts of the country. They have no, don't know each other at all. Um, it was quite, well, it was quite yeah, but I've heard that from, I've heard that story all over the place. I don't, yeah. I mean, you read about it on different Oh, yeah, but I mean to covers. actually so, be somewhere up north and have this guy pull you aside and tell you all these stories, you know, it was quite amazing. And I'm just like, wow. Wow, you know, <laughs> it was, you know. Um, and it, I mean, it, it could happen, but it also mm-hmm. could happen in the multiverse, you know, or something where you could be not going physically, you know, and still have these things happen. It may not be happening in this realm. It may not be happening in this reality. You know, it could be, again, in the astral plane. Could be. Yeah, I'm it just could be. throwing it out there. I know. It could be a whole lot of different things. Um, thing is, we don't know. And here's what I always say. We just don't know, do we? We don't know. Well, that's why I like to ask the questions, though. I know. I, I know. I think about different <laughs> things. Like, I don't want to say my way is the only way. And I don't want to say, well, Jean's no. way is right. No. I mean, it might be. 
Yeah. But anything oh. could be right and anything could right. be wrong too. So it's just to keep asking the questions because we don't know. But it's interesting to twist things around and look at it from different perspectives mm-hmm. and question things and say, are you sure it was real? How do you know? I mean, I honestly, I wake up with bruises all the time and I'm like, I have no idea where that came from. And the first thing I'm not going to do is go that I was abducted. Right. Could I have been? I suppose. But that's not. But you have no memory of it. Like these people all have memories of being somehow waking up on some alien that they felt was an alien craft. And people were, these creatures were doing something to them, you know? So. Well, right. But I mean, who has, I mean, again, I'm not saying that what they're saying is not true. But who hasn't had what I would consider a nightmare that felt really real, Mm -hmm. you know? And that could be really horrible in those ways. And I, again, I'm not saying what they're doing or saying is not real. It very well could be. But there's also other ways to look at it just because we can. Why not mm-hmm. just look at it another way, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because why not? I don't know. I think, I don't know. It's just, mm-hmm. I want to look at it different ways, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and Kat, we said we don't know. And Kat's saying things we don't know are great topics for discussion. Yes. This is this is why we bring them up. <laughs> right? Because mm-hmm. we don't know. Um, Mike in the chat room is saying he's convinced that UFOs operate in a different dimension. The only way to bypass mass and acceleration issues. Yeah. Well, yeah, because we, we would have issues going back and forth, too. Like our physical bodies, I think we've talked about this on a different show, with mm-hmm. something else, we can't go Mm-mm. a lot of, because our physical bodies are so limiting. Mm-hmm. Um, could, mm-hmm. Let's see here in the chat room too, Cindy had said, we were talking about previous civilizations, and she made a comment, she also put a link in there, but she said, uh, new discoveries keep happening regarding older civilizations, and a lot of these shows on TV or cable or whatever, they talk about how organic materials don't survive, which is why we haven't discovered, you know, a lot of might what might have been here before us or that could have been here this whole time. You know, you think of if there's like, um, I don't know if you've heard of the uh, dark pyramids. There is this pyramid. I saw this show. And again, is it true? I don't know. It seemed true enough. I mean, true enough, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like it could be true. There's this dark pyramid that they found in Alaska, and they've actually found them in places all over the world that are, they call them alien, but I'm like, well, what if they were from a civilization that was just before us, you yeah. know, and they lasted because they had some kind of material that maybe came from somewhere else, or we just haven't found it yet, that they could build something that would last longer than what the Egyptian pyramids are made out of, you know? And, of course, the Dark Pyramid is surrounded in a military enclosure now. Or, mm-hmm. you know, it's... In the What's s- it made out of? Okay, I'm going to Google it. I don't, I don't know that they said. Um, I, was, I watched the show, and it's, they don't have a lot of information other than some guy who is, you know, he's darked out so you can't see who he is. And he's giving insider information, he said, because he used to work for the military, about this Dark Pyramid. And... They didn't have much to say about it because I don't know that there is a lot to say about it. But anyway, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, so I think about, is it, so automatically they're like, it's alien. And I'm like, okay, well, if it's alien, is that because you're talking to the beings that are there? And they said, yes, we're not from here. And we came here at this time, which means you guys were here first. We came here after we're aliens. Or were they always here? Is there anybody to talk to anyway? Is it just the pyramid? Is there anybody to talk to? Are they talking to anybody? How long have they been here? Were they here first? Are we the aliens? Like, that's what I want to know. I want to. Mm. I want to find these people. I want to talk to them. I want to mm-hmm. find out what's going on. Because mm-hmm. that's in, that's interesting. If there's if there is something that's been around for who knows how long, we finally discover it, or they let us discover it, or they take us to it because they want to start bringing us into whatever they're doing. I'm just curious. I'm curious. I want to know more. But then that could be. Well, and they say it's more we know could be the beginning of the end. (laughs) Well, so they say this dark pyramid is beneath the Alaskan wilderness. 
Mm-hmm. Well, they say a top secret government facility beneath the Alaskan wilderness may be hiding an extraterrestrial pyramid, strange forces within the Alaska Triangle. So it must be within that triangle that we talk about are making right. wildlife more aggressive towards humans. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. Hmm. You know what? We've already blown through 30 minutes of the show. Wow. So stay with us. We'll be back in two minutes. This is the Gathering Radio Show on the Para-X Radio Network. Those geek ladies, Sean and Victoria from Exploring the Paranormal with Geeks Paranormal are at it again with another amazing season full of paranormal celebrity interviews with amazing guests and stories of haunted locations and so much more. You will hear it first on Para-X. Tune in Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Central. You will not be disappointed. with Cat Paranormal of Minnesota. And I'm Jerry Ayers with Supernatural Investigators of Minnesota. And together, we are The Calling. Every Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on paraxradionetwork.com. at home, at work, or anywhere. Thanks for making Para-X part of your day. Your source for everything paranormal. Para-X. Welcome back to the Gathering Radio Show on the Para-X Radio Network. And if you didn't already know, February 8th, today, it's Extraterrestrial Culture Day. And so we're talking about extraterrestrials and UFOs and aliens and all sorts of Mm-hmm. All that, all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. So and I had was, a, quite the discussion in the chat room too. Yeah, Go oh, on. Yeah, it's the chat room is just, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at I've kind of missed that because I, was I don't at this even know where thing. to start. I don't either because it's like it's just one thing after the other. But what I did want to say was earlier in the show we were talking about underground alien bases. So there's mm-hmm. this. A place called the Alien Research Foundation. Did you find out about this? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, I'll, I'll put this link on the chat room, but it has a map of all of the underground alien research bases. So here, I'm going to put this up there. I mean, I just think it's kind of interesting, you know, that there are several, um, several in Alaska and several in Arizona and Wow. Crazy, crazy talk, I think. You know, nothing in Minnesota. <laughs> it's nothing too cold up there, Minnesota. I guess. <laughs> well, I don't think it's too cold. I just, um, you, know, you know, it's interesting to see where there are, you know, where they have bases shown. Um, mm-hmm. Because it's in a lot of the states that don't have a huge population. Right. Or, but- you know, they have the space that you can put it way out somewhere that there's not a lot of people. And, you know, it's, oh, that's an interesting map. I know, but so there's one in Kansas, though, in Kansas City, and they say, um, they say it's the entrance is near Worlds of Fun in Kansas City. Okay, I know exactly where that is. That's in northern, you know, my brother lives in Kansas City. So that's like in the northeastern part of the city. And they say that, it has tunnels that go to Kinsley, Nebraska, which, how about that? Hmm. I mean, yeah, that's pretty bizarre, but Kansas City's a pretty big city, so there's a lot of people there, but yeah, I guess not much after you get out of the metro area, you know what I mean? It's pretty empty. Right. But yeah, yeah. I know, it's a pretty cool map, right? It's very interesting. Why is Alaska not in there? 
want to know where they don't show Alaska. You'd think that there'd be. Well, there, because it talks about there's one in the Brooks Range and Delta Junction. But it's not on the map. Fork. I know. Where? How come they don't have the Alaska map. on the map? I know. That's kind of odd because they show it. I mean, I see Alaska has three listed, but I want to mm-hmm. know where. Where I, I just want. I like to see the whole map. They I show know. Hawaii in there, but they bumped Alaska but off. But they, I know. I wonder why they did that, especially with the. So, do you think these have something to do with that Alaska Triangle too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would imagine. Have you watched? Have you watched any of the Mm-mm. show? Mm-mm. There's um, aliens in Alaska and the Alaska Triangle. I think are the two series that I've watched some of the episodes. I haven't watched everything, but I'll, Tim will have it on, and I'll overhear something, so I'll go in and I'll watch an episode while he's watching it. And it's interesting to to listen to what they have to say, and it really is interesting when they compare how much has happened in the Alaska Triangle and they compare it to like the Bermuda Triangle mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how many people go missing. And it's amazing how how many people disappear. And I know sometimes they're, you know, people are saying, well, it's because of the Alaskan wilderness. It's not UFO. And, you know, people in Alaska are getting kind of bent out of shape. Everything that's blamed on UFOs and aliens. But they had interviews with people who do search and rescue and they talk about like, it's not possible for how much we time and resources we put into stuff and not find any of this that we're looking for, like nothing. Mm -hmm. So they said, where does it go when you can't find any, anything like from planes disappearing, people disappearing, all these. So it really is giving uh, the Bermuda triangle a run for its money. Mm hmm. Mhm. Yeah, it's it's very cool. Um Yeah, and you guys were talking on the chat room about um Homo sapiens and how come Homo sapiens um caused the extinction of Neanderthals. And then Kat put up this uh link to um how that happened, right? New research suggests why humans may have caused the extinction of Neanderthals because of our greater talent for social inner and in, social innovation. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Dave, Dave is saying humans are the only beings that don't fit into the natural flow of things. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm wondering, are we the aliens, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can look at evolution, and but what if, what if there's something else? What if we came from somewhere else? I mean, I know everything comes from somewhere else, mm-hmm. but are we the aliens here? I don't know. I don't know. They say Mars had people on it at one time. Maybe they came here. Maybe we're really Martians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well... You know? That's true. I don't know. I don't know. That's what I. That's why when I ask all the questions, because who knows? Right? Yeah. I'm wondering if anybody in the chat room has any stories of personal experiences. If you do, type it into the chat room, mm-hmm. or if you have any, um, if you know of anybody like firsthand, like it's my friend, this happened to them, not like my friends, cousins, uncles, brothers, what you know, whatever. So either you or someone, right? in your direct line that Mm -hmm. you know that had a UFO or alien experience. I'm curious. I've been getting some calls again for alien uh, cases, UFO and alien cases, but they're Mm -hmm. so far away. It's like, Oh my gosh, what, how do I find the time for this? I just, Mm -hmm. I can't. So yeah, but it's interesting. I've been getting quite a few calls again. Hmm. Through Hmm. the paranormal group which they're like, do you do UFO cases? I'm like, yeah, I try, but it depends on where you're located because I don't yeah. have that much time in my week to no. drive, you know, five hours one way to do a UFO investigation. So, yep, I yeah. hear you. I hear you. Yeah. No, we have, yeah, we have, Sam has had a few too, you know. Um, yeah, I just, it's it's an interesting topic. I'm not saying that I'm, there yet but like I said I have talked to a lot of people who have certainly 
had something happen to them that they believe was that. I have never seen anything that makes me believe that, but that's okay, you know. Now, I do know that when we were up north, when Squatchers were up north last year, last summer, um, Josie and Katie were seeing some UFOs. I was doing something else. I was preoccupied with something else. But Josie saw what she said were grid lines, like almost like latitude and longitude lines in the sky, as well as these UFOs. And something shook her really bad. And she is very intuitive. And she said, we got to leave. I'm like, what? She said, we got to leave right now. We're in danger. And I'm like, Okay, you know me, I'm always saying if, if that's if that's what you think, we're leaving and we left. And but I would like to go back to that spot at some point late at night and see if there's something there again, you know? She was pretty shook. So I'm not sure did, what she but was. But did saying. she ever say what it was? She just said she felt like we were in super danger and we needed to leave. You know, and she was seeing she was seeing these UFOs and she was seeing these grid lines in the sky. Um, Katie was seeing the UFOs as well, so I know they were out there. And she was just like, because we, we were actually up there looking for Bigfoot and Dogman. And then we were looking, it was a clear sky, and, and they were looking, and they're like, oh, there's UFOs up there. And I was trying to get the monocular or some camera to work. I don't know. I was having a hard time. So I was preoccupied. I didn't really look. And then next thing I knew was she was saying, we got to leave. We got to leave. And I'm like, what? We're in danger. We got to go. And she, seriously, got in the car and closed the door and sat there. And I'm like, okay, I guess we're leaving. <laughs> and we did, you know? Um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I wonder what it was. Not that she knows. She just had, I don't even know so. that she knows. She just had yeah. this horrific feeling that something bad was going to happen to us if we stayed there, you know? And I don't know if it had, was something to do with aliens. Maybe they were going to come down and I, you know, I don't really know. But she is very, like I said, she's very ins- very sensitive, intuitive. And I know the two of us make a really good team because we're, we're always bouncing ideas off of each other. And, oh, my God, do you see this? Do you feel this? Yeah, blah, 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 you know. Um, so, yeah, I always, we always listen to that stuff, you know. I don't know, crazy. Oh. But, you know, I have heard of other people saying that there are these longitude and latitude lights. Would you see that? It's something UFO. I mean, that's kind of some a new thing. What were you going to say? Yeah, yeah. Excuse me. So I was looking at the uh, chat room. We've got Mm -hmm. a lot of people that have typed some stories in. So Kat said, the closest thing she's seen to UFO happened the year we had high temps of 30 below. So that was the high. Excuse me. There was a cloud that moved overhead with a huge triangular cutout in it. And that happens when the temps are low enough that a cloud can freeze a cutout shape of something passing through it. Oh, goodness well that's wild that is wild that's crazy i i would love to see that mm-hmm. uh, mike said i know people who grew up in chino valley arizona who claim a large mothership made a landing near paulden north of chino there was it was there for a few hours then took off and this was in the 50s or 60s but how did they know it was a mothership how did mm-hmm. they, maybe it was just a regular ship mm-hmm. just because it's big doesn't mean it was mothership mm-hmm. just saying that's cool. That would have been cool to see it. Too bad I didn't get a photo. I know, um, right? Then Cindy wrote, uh, what if aliens are developing the human species to be more compatible with them? So if, like Mike said earlier, they teleport to get here and they need somewhere to land and or where they live is becoming inhabitable. Yeah. So they need a new place to teleport to. If we are soul essence and we leave our bodies when we die why not be able to eventually do it intentionally to travel Mm. Mm. I'm not following all of that Um, I'm probably not reading it correctly but um, Mm -hmm. so maybe we could travel like they're traveling I guess is that what I'm reading Mm -hmm. I'm not sure but that would be cool I mean Maybe that's what we do. Maybe we are the, the aliens. Our souls are the aliens. And our souls moving from planet to planet. And we call it reincarnation. You know? Well, you know, Stephanie Meyer wrote a book uh, that was called The Host. That talked, it was about an alien species that they called souls. And they would 
they came and they they came to Earth and they would put these souls like they would cut just a little incision on the back of humans' heads and insert this soul and it was like a sparkling shiny little that's what it looked like it was like a blob and then they would take over the host well the story is about this one host who didn't want to give up right and so it was always a constant battle between the host and this it was a very good book by the way but that was a very good book but yeah kind of the same idea right so these souls had lived multiple lifetimes on multiple different planets you know as different mm-hmm. kinds of creatures. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's good. So I have a question for Dave. He wrote in the chat room. I just have a, a question about some of what he wrote. He said, they talk a lot about crop circles, but the one thing you rarely hear anything about are the plates they found in the dirt that have the engraved picture of the circles on them. So I want to know more about the plate. So they found, so it's like a, a diagram of the crop circle. What kind of plate is it? I have, I'm sorry, I can't stop envisioning like a dinner plate at this point. I don't know why. I know that's not the case. So there's some kind of picture of the crop circle that has been found in the crop circle. So do you think it's a human, like they made it and like, oh, we have to follow this? Or was it a human couldn't have made this diagram, this plate? I'm curious. It's a diagram, he says. But do they think that a human could have made the diagram too? Because they think humans can make these crop circles. I know there's a lot of people who think there's no way in the mm-hmm. amount of time. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious about mm-hmm. the plate because I haven't heard about that before. No, so I haven't I think heard about that either. That's news yeah, to me. I I've never, uh, never heard about that one. Um, hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, so Cindy hopped back in and she said that what I said was what she meant. She said, maybe they already travel that way and either want to use our bodies as replacements or maybe will eventually teach us how to transport to other vessels to go to space. Unless we already know how to do it. We just don't remember we know how to do it while we're in these bodies. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's how we reincarnate. Well, I don't know, but I wouldn't want an alien uh, person to be shoved into my body. You know what I mean? Like they did not in the story, you know. I'm just saying. It was a very good story. Everybody should read it. But um, If it's already being used, then it's taken. Like, yeah. Full house. Yeah. No occupancy. Right. Right. I don't get know out, if you get, get to decide that or not. But Oh, yeah. so Dave said in the chat room, he goes, no, these weren't from here. So the plates weren't from here. Yeah, Mike is asking, what are the plates made of? Do they know what the plate is made out of? Or are they guessing? Or do they have... Like, have they tested it and says and say, yeah, it's from something from here or from something that we don't have here? I'm curious because I haven't heard of these plates before. That's I cool. haven't either. Maybe it's like a, a some kind of a metal plate, you know, like you hear about. You know, that's what I would assume. Yeah. It's got to be something durable. Mm-hmm. And if it's not from here, would it be a substance like a metal that's from somewhere else? Yeah, like not of this earth. Yeah, yeah. that's what I can see. But why would they do... Why would they make a picture of a circle on a plate like that? Yeah, see, Dave is saying the metal isn't anything we have here. So it's a, a totally different uh, well, material. Well, if we knew that, I think that would make the crop circle deal a lot more believable, wouldn't it? Well, that it would yeah. be from somewhere else. That it's not humans running around with a stick and rope that they say that is happening. Mm-hmm. You know, you get 10 guys out in a field with their six foot, uh, you know, those wood planks and then the ropes attached so they can stomp down the crops. Mm-hmm. If we knew about the metal plate that wasn't from here, that would make a lot more sense that it would be alien. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Things that make you go, hmm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I've never heard that before. So that's a totally no, new concept cool. for me, that there's plates underneath these crop circles. Um, interesting. Hmm. Well, it's, yeah, all, pretty, it's cool. all pretty interesting. And like we said, it all makes you go, hmm. Yeah. I'd love to see a crop circle happen. I, you know, it would be cool if a whole bunch of people could see a crop circle happen just right in front of them. You know how they say, well, mm-hmm. it wasn't there last night and it's here in the morning or it wasn't here mm-hmm. four hours ago and now it's here and it would have taken six hours to do it. I don't know. It would be cool if it just appeared in front of a whole bunch of people. So then we could have witnesses. Maybe it already has. Maybe I just don't know. Well, and... 
Jerry is saying they had crop circles in Elmwood, Wisconsin. I don't remember that story. So my family is from around that area, Elmwood, Wisconsin, and they have these things called UFO days because back in the 70s, they had a lot of UFO sightings, you know. Um, but I don't remember hearing about those. He says, yep, just outside town. You know, and here we go again with the thing where nobody talked about anything because that was when I was probably early teens, maybe. And that's when I used to go stay on the farm, which was my Aunt Caroline's farm, which is she lived right by Elmwood. I never heard of any of this happening. And this is prime time when all this was going on. So, see, people were keeping their mouths shut, right? Because they were afraid people would think they were crazy is what I think. But, yeah, no. Um Probably holding on to them to decipher what they mean. You mean these plates That's that the they plate. found? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. Alien or not, they are true artists. Awesome designs. Yeah. I'm going to mm. have to Google those. I want to see what they look oh. like. Oh, I, know. I mean, Alien. I'm sure they look like crop circles. I just want to know what the plates look like that have these designs on them. Is it just the one design of the one crop circle? How big is the plate? Is it... Well, must like be, one oh. foot across? Is it circular? Is it square? Is it three-dimensional? Is it flat? You know, I want to, I mean, plate, I would assume is flat, but I just want to see more of these plate things. That sounds interesting. Alien artifacts discovered under crop circles. Well, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, wow, Really? Anyway, yeah, the, were the alien be. artifacts there before the crop circle? Did That's they put the crop circle there so we'd find the alien artifact? Or did they leave the alien artifact when they did the crop circle? Mm -hmm. So this one is, um, it's it's described on a blog on a blog post, actually. And I'm just going to read a sentence or two. But it says, the weight of the plate was 4.898 kilograms or 11 pounds. Plate two was bronze in color and consisted of a copper tin alloy of which the tin content was 10 to 15 nickel traces of iron. Okay, but that's like all, that's, you know, stuff found on earth though, right? Hmm. Yeah, what I What are know. the discs in crop? Often thin metallic discs about the size of a quarter are found in crop circles. They have also been found near cattle mutilations. Oh, oh I didn't realize they were that small. Me either. I was thinking big. Big, <laughs> thinking like a me foot, too. Two foot, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. It says when these discs were analyzed by um, metal, metal allergy labs by the University of Michigan and MIT, they were found to be composed of a combination of titanium, silicone, and oxygen. Hmm. I don't know. That's interesting. And it also talks about the crop circles exhibit strange circles or strange patterns of radioactivity. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, what's this? A sheriff car damaged in by a UFO in Marshall, Minnesota. Hmm. Really? I heard about that. I heard about it. It was, yeah. Um, let's see here. This was in 1979. I just looked it up. I've heard about this before. I didn't. I don't know much about it. At 1:40 a.m. 36 years ago, Marshall County Sheriff. This is Marshall County, not yeah, near Warren, mm -hmm. Minnesota. Because mm -hmm. um, I didn't think it was in Marshall because my family is from there, and I don't remember hearing when I was growing up. But anyway, he said. Uh, he noticed a very bright, brilliant light, 8 to 12 inches in diameter, 3 to 4 feet off the ground. The edges were very defined. He drove towards the light and woke up in the ditch a half an hour later with burns around his eyes. The windshield and one headlight of his Ford were smashed, and both radio antennas were bent sharply back. The watch on his wrist and the clock on the dashboard uh, both ticked 14 minutes slower. And... Um, so anyway, they have it preserved at the his car at the Marshall County Museum with the plaque that calls it the UFO car. Hmm. And cool. there's pictures. I'll put this in the put it in the chat room. 
posted yeah. already here. Let's see here. It's in a museum somewhere. Yeah, it's in the Marshall County Museum. Here's the link to that. Yeah, I heard about that. I thought that was interesting because, you know, if it's a ball of light, how are you? How is it going to hurt your car? Mm-hmm. So, hmm, <laughs> what was it? <laughs> and I wonder if it ever anything like that ever happened there again. You know, you hear of this, and I haven't. I haven't heard of much. There's not a lot when it comes to UFO stories like this in Minnesota. Right. There's just not that much. And you can see all the maps that I've looked up online. I mean, not that they're all, you know, end all be all of authenticity, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Minnesota is not really on the list of no. most no. of the UFO no. stories here. So, no, we have a few. Most of, most of them seem to be up north. I mean, maybe it's because I spend so much time up there and that's where I hear the most of them. But yeah, I mean, like up in the way remote areas. So I think. Yeah, the remote areas are what is the key, I think. Um, Yeah. Well, and I think that when we look at the Bigfoot sightings, too, there's a lot of UFO sightings in those areas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and, but, uh, you know, maybe, maybe Bigfoot's more believable. So people don't mention the UFO part as much. I don't know. Right. Usually they kind of go hand in hand. part more believable? I don't know. It's very very fun to host those talks in northern Minnesota because, wow, the stories that we hear. Unbelievable stories. You know, and these people are scared. They've seen something. I can't tell you what it is, but wow. You know? And it's an honor to be trusted with that because I'm sure they don't tell everybody. You know, they kind of take us to the side. They don't want everybody to hear, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, it's very cool. It's very cool. Yeah. Oof. Crazy talk. Yeah. Kat's saying she can't find a link to anything, but she can remember hearing of UFOs that were chased across several states. Hmm. And they, did the military do that? I would assume. I would think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I would, the... yeah, why not? If you can follow them, I would think some of them go so fast you can't follow them. But if you could follow some, why not? Mhm. Mhm. Jerry posted the link for the Elmwood um, stuff, and see, uh, it was right in that time when I was down there. But like I said, at the time, nobody talked about it. At least I don't remember anybody talking about that when I was a kid, staying down there. Hmm. Um. At all, you know. And of course, now it's a big deal, right? So they have UFO days and. They talk about it. It's talking about a two-year period in the 70s. Um, and it won't let me read the whole thing. Okay. Because I bet you have to have a subscription. Okay. Well, we're not going to look at that. <laughs> Anyhow. Yeah. So, yeah. It was in the 70s for sure. But, yeah. Cool beans. Um, hmm. Oh, we're almost out of time. Oh, <laughs> I just looked at the clock. Are. I'm like, oh, oh my we gosh. have got to go. This is another one of those promote. shows where we're just like, oh, and we're just kind of thinking about everything just, that's going on. We just went down the UFO rabbit hole. Rabbit hole. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, everyone, tomorrow night is uh, is our sibling show, The Calling. And everyone should watch. They are having a return guest on there who's absolutely phenomenal and her name is Valentina Lomborg she's a psychic out of Florida and she is awesome so tune in and thank you everyone for watching us uh, or watching us listening to us here <laughs> in the gathering today I'm still my mind is going in a million different ways um thanks for listening to the gathering tonight and to all the military people out there thank you for your service and be safe and we appreciate your service Yes, we absolutely do. And everybody in the chat room, you knocked it out of the park tonight with all your comments and links and stories. Thank you for all of that. Everybody listening, wherever you are, we appreciate you. Para-X, thank you for hosting us once again. And Sarge, most amazing producer on the planet. On this planet, you're the most Mm -hmm. amazing. Thank Mm -hmm. you so much for what you do. And we'll be back next week with a special guest. Yeah. Good night, everyone.